Ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday night. That means that I'm in my garage. Anthony is stuffed in a corner of the spare room. He's made room for his legs underneath the desk, cleared a little area for himself, and it's time for another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. I am one of your hosts, Josh Kuypers. I'm the other host. I'm Anthony Hookman. And uh, yeah, we are we are back once again to talk for Friday Night Lights. Uh, I'm not going to have to set up a space heater in the garage. It's a nice 60 degrees outside right now. It's feeling good. So uh, you should be expecting some high quality episodes, at least on my end. Uh, and Josh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this, although maybe not really, because by the time this uh, episode is live. This will be old, old, old news. <laughs> but the our very own Platt Geddes Black Panthers yeah, won baby. a playoff game tonight against Viberg Hurley. They're going to state. Going to the dome. The Dakota Dome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that doesn't make sense for our uh, wide audience. But yes, the one domed uh, stadium in South Dakota <laughs> is it's in this crap hold. hole called Vermilion. It <laughs> sucks, but it's the best that South Dakota has. <laughs> right. Uh, way to go. Platt, Geddes. We got Dakota Christian with us now too. I think, well, when I was watching the stream, I watched the last like five minutes because oh, I nice. remembered, I was like, oh yeah, they're playing yeah. tonight. And I caught yeah. just the very end. The, whoever was, um, doing commentary i don't know if it was a flat person or just a random person because it's yeah. on black panthers live yep um they just said plat get us black panthers because i had wondered the same so yeah. i'm going with that for now nice yeah back in our day just the good old plat black panthers but just the plat black panthers yeah we're, we're taking some less fortunate souls under our wings at the, hey you know what it, it could be worse at least we're not teaming with gregory <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, we could be one of those red teams or yeah. Yeah, congratulations to the Platt Black Panthers. Pretty phenomenal. My old boss when I worked construction, uh Bruce Hansen, took the team over, whipped it into shape, and they went yeah. from complete losers to yeah. going to state literally in one year. They went from from pretenders to contenders, no question about it. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're a couple of proud small town guys tonight. Way to go. We're gonna talk. Um, boy, I don't even know what this episode is about. Hold on. <laughs> I got to review quick. Well, I've got a movie dude one uh, synopsis here. If you okay. Yeah. So I, I accidentally got ahead. And so I haven't watched the episode for like a week. So you're going to have to remind me. We'll get to that in a second. I also watched this episode a week ago because my brother unexpectedly came to town, oh, yeah. kind of a last minute thing. So we called off last week's recording and pushed this week. So I am also, this one's not, <laughs> We're uh, gonna, I, yeah. I think I actually watched it on Wednesday of last week. So it's oh man, potentially even less <laughs> clear in my memory. Uh, well, I guess we'll be leaning pretty heavily on movie dude one here. God help <laughs> us. Uh, <laughs> to refresh our memories, but yeah, we'll get into it in just a second, but I'm curious as to what you're drinking this week, Anthony. Yeah, Josh. Well, uh, still on my diet. Um, yeah. I'm down, I think like 12 pounds or something like that. Jeez. So yeah. on, Very on nice. the way, like I'm, I reached my peak was 256 since I bought the scale. So I bought a yep. scale. I was 256. Um, as of this morning, I was 245 so about 11 pounds yeah buddy uh i just realized that th maybe this is a dumb thing to admit 
<laughs> but I, I am not a soda drinker. I, I am, uh, just don't drink pop. Um, yeah. So I, we had a case of diet Coke in the fridge that we had received from some friends. Uh, and I didn't realize that diet Coke also has zero calories. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I knew, I knew like being a diet soda, yeah, that it was less. No, low it's calorie, zero. but it is zero. So yeah. I've got the old Morgan and diet Coke. That's uh, beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Right on. Yeah. No, that is why I am heavily addicted to diet sodas and I'm probably going to have like kidney stones and stuff <laughs> or some sort of weird cancer at some point in my life because I drink way too many artificial sweeteners, but it's zero calories. So the <laughs> consequences do not affect me right now. So I'm fine with it. <laughs> so, you can do, that's, a, that's a problem for future Josh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not going to worry about that. Uh, what, do you, uh, what do you got on your end over there? I have got... I don't know how to say the name of this brewery. Maybe you can help me out. It's the Deschutes. Deschutes, yep. Yeah, Deschutes Brewery. I have got Oregon, right? uh, Fresh Haze IPA. I do not know. I thought it was closer to here. It is Bend, Oregon. Yep. Yeah, good beer. Hazy IPA. Yeah, I I really like Deschutes. They make a lot of of very tasty beers. uh, And I really, yeah, I miss beer. (laughs) Uh, But you (laughs) know what? When I get down to... uh, Maybe a target waiter, at least close to it. I'll start treating myself again. But let me tell you, man, Michelob Light Ultra, <laughs> two point five carbs or something like that, and like ninety calories. So it's not bad. It's not bad. All right, <laughs> we'll see. How desperate have you like get. a Bud Select Fifty Five. I could probably drink. Yep. That. Those are good calories. That's I mean, good is relative, right? Yeah, the drink- first drinkable. beer that I drank. <clears throat> that I didn't hate was the original Budweiser select. So that was before they <laughs> named it Bud Select 55. So yeah, I've got a, a bit of an affinity for, for Budweiser select. Uh, <laughs> there oh, you go. We'll, we'll have to look into that. Um, oh, I, I had to laugh because a moment ago when I asked you what was going, what you were drinking on your end. Um, so friend of the show and listener of the show, uh, currently quarantined at home with COVID-19. <laughs> she <laughs> snapped me earlier today. Uh, Shelby, formerly Steel, now Hickman. Okay. He, she she was talking to me a few weeks ago during one of the debates uh, because she's apparently a big politics person now, which we disagree. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. But so she was snapping me. And she's like, I can't believe you're not watching the debate. And I was like, why on God's earth <laughs> would I watch the debate? Like, I know what decision I'm making, you know, et cetera. But she was, um, we were talking about COVID at the time, which is ironic because now she has it. Now she has it. Um, but she was like, I was like, listen, like, I'm shocked at your way of life because A, you're a nurse. But also, like, I was like, I literally, like, never leave our apartment. <laughs> like, I don't go anywhere. Like, I go grocery shopping, like, every now and then. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. And she's like, well, except for going to Josh Kuyper's house to record the podcast. I was like, no, <laughs> we do that over. I'm like, like, you think I'm driving <laughs> an hour and a half like More <laughs> once that. a week <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to go record a podcast <laughs> wow no, that's no it's the miracle right. of technology folks <laughs> believe it or not i guess i guess we never have released any like video clips or anything have no we? yeah we haven't no yeah. that's that's fine i don't know that people need that <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> Maybe sometimes it'd be better than others, but I think for the most part, that'd be a lot of duds. <laughs> I still love the video clip I have of you just paging through the Plat Enterprise <laughs> on yeah. camera. That needs to be saved, but yeah, yeah, no, we are, 
we are a good many miles apart, several hours, uh, but that won't stop us from talking Panther football. That's right. So let's let's get into it. What do we have from Movie Dude One? I don't even have the 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 title of the episode up, so you better fill us in. Yeah. So the title of the episode, Josh, is "Seeing Other People," mm-hmm. and we've got a synopsis from Movie Dude One, and here it is: Tammy manages to alienate her husband and her daughter. Smash manages to alienate a prospective teammate while on a college visit. Matt manages to alienate the young lady who cares for his grandmother and the girl from school who is sweet on him. After alienating the team, Tim still finds himself trying to get back on the team, which embarrassingly lost their last game. Landry agrees to meet the brother of the man he killed for Tyra, who originally agreed to meet the man who wanted to make amends for his brother. What? (laughs) Landry agrees to meet the brother of the man he killed for Tyra, who originally agreed to meet the man who wanted to make amends (laughs) for his brother. (laughs) Movie dude one. I got to say, I really, in my mind, before that last sentence was like, this is a good one. (laughs) For movie dude one, that was yeah, on pace for a ten, and he just <laughs> took a dive in that last sentence. Yeah, he he lost his his continuity and parallels there on the last one, and also just completely lost sense and <laughs> <laughs> logic. And yeah, uh, boy, really fell off the cliff there. Um, let's go ahead and count how many times the word alienate is used. One to well why don't you read and read it again and i'll keep a count okay tammy manages to alienate her husband and her daughter smash manages to alienate a prospective teammate while on a college visit matt manages to alienate the young lady who cares for his grandmother and the girl from school who was sweet on him Uh after alienating the team (laughs) Tim finds him still finds himself trying to get back on the team, which embarrassingly lost their last game. Landry agrees to meet the brother of the man he killed for Tyra, who originally agreed to meet the man who wanted to make amends for his brother. Okay. Well, alienating four times. You liked that, huh? You were going to give him a 10 for that. Listen, I, I could tell what he was going for. And yes. like the parallels thing, Maybe not a 10, but like an A for effort. Like, And he was doing it correctly for the most part. For Movie Dude 1, it was very good. (laughs) Like, outstanding. Oh, man. Um, So I just realized after reading that through that last sentence the third time, what he was trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. It took me three reads through to realize that he was... When he said, who originally agreed to meet the man who wanted to make events for a brother, he was referring to Tyra. But the yes. way that he wrote it was yeah. an absolute mess. Yeah, there were some misplaced modifiers in there, and it was very unclear. <laughs> the structure was very unclear. Uh, we did a little movie dude one reconnaissance uh, since we last recorded. Yes. This guy apparently lives in the Twin Cities. Yeah, not far from us. Spitting distance uh, <laughs> from us. Well, maybe a little more than that. But – yeah, with when we got lots of friends up there. So yes. we we seriously, if you know of any way of us getting into contact with Movie Dude One, like if you're a better internet 
creep than we are. Loose. I feel like we're good, and we've talked about how good we are. Yes. <laughs> I don't think some of those clips have made the uh, no, final I, episodes. I edited a good 20 minutes out of them today for the episode that was released, <laughs> <laughs> which is a very good thing. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it is not unreasonable that we can track this guy down. Um, he has no email associated with his IMDB account, so that's a dead end. I don't know how to like contact somebody directly on IMDB. I can't yeah. figure out a way to do it except to post in the message boards and hope he sees it. So yeah. we might have to try that. So the title of this episode is Seeing Other People. And he, he goes through that, all the alienating. Do, do you think that's actually like intentional? He picked up on this theme of the episode of seeing other people. And that's why he's tying in this person's alienating this person, this person's alienating this person. Maybe movie dude one is on a different level. I don't want to give him too much credit. (laughs) That's fair. Because I mean, we've read his, uh, many of his ratings. I mean, what it's, we're what, uh, 30 episodes into the show now. And Uh he's rated 25 at least. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so what are what what are we going to end on here? Because he he almost got a high rating, but yeah, the wheels um, fell off. I got to give him still like a seven for effort, especially yeah. now that I know where he was going with that last sentence. <laughs> I would have knocked him down to a four if that was still confusing to me, and it is still a mess. But yeah, you put it. I think together. A, yeah, I think a seven is is fair. All right. You're so close, movie dude one. We're rooting for you at this point. We, we want to really see are. you succeed. We're getting a, getting a little doubtful, but we want to see you <laughs> succeed. All right. So this episode originally aired November 30 of 2007. Let's hop right into it. We start this episode off with football, um, yeah. which is Game great. Time. Great to see. We, we love to see a little football every now and again on yeah. Friday Night Lights. Uh, the Panthers defense is not good is basically what you need to know about this game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the game I believe ends at 37 to zero. The Panthers just are not putting up points. Oof. They're not stopping points. Yeah. It's not great. Uh, is this coaches, is this his first game back or has I he believe, had a game? No, he had one game that Tim missed. Right. And he right. was still mad about, or yeah, yep, you're right. Tammy's sister, Shelly. Mm-hmm says to Tammy in the in the crowd, someone's not getting laid tonight. <laughs> Shelly tells it like it is. They both observe Julie and Noah from a distance. Yeah. Uh, Tammy admits that she does not like their, I don't want to use the word relationship, but <laughs> their relationship. With their interactions. Other. Yeah, their interactions. Other. So. Yeah, and she is correct. Uh in not being okay with it. That is called being a good mother yes. <laughs> and a good educator, which she Correct. also is. So that's good. So the Panthers get absolutely rolled. And then we see Smash in the locker room, like admiring himself in the mirror and like talking himself up. Yeah. The- Coach kind of gives an upset speech. clearly upset with the team, upset with the performance. Yeah. And everybody in the locker room is pretty deflated except for smash yeah, he who care. is he is on one yeah he's 
he no no change in attitude. He is no still smash. The other players are not happy with this, but he's pumped. The reason he's in such a good mood is because he's going on a recruiting trip to McNair State, where quote your cup's never empty and the girls never say no. <laughs> it's gonna be like Cabo in my pants. <laughs> Which we've you've been to Cabo. Yeah, I've been yeah. to Cabo. It's a good yeah. time. Yeah, it uh, is a good time. Don't know that I need it directly in my pants, but no, <laughs> <laughs> no. But we went to the yeah. chill Cabo though. We went to like the, uh, I can't remember. There's Cabo San Lucas, which is the party Cabo. And we went yeah. to the old person's Cabo. That's okay. like 10 miles down the road. Yeah. That's uh, I think San Juan Cabo San Juan. There you go. Yep. Uh, yep. So yeah, we, we did it right. Cause we stayed in a, like a hotel mm-hmm. um, that was probably like, you know, Kings Inn level, maybe a little bit nicer than the Kings <laughs> Inn. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it was dirt cheap. I'm not even sure how much we paid per night, but it was, very very cheap and the location was like we were less than 10 blocks from like the strip yeah so like it was oh it was awesome that's sweet yeah kind of got to experience like the real mexico while also getting to experience like the tourist mexico both best of both words Mm -hmm. i'm assuming smash wants the tourist mexico in his pants (laughs) Mm -hmm. but (laughs) in the cabo san lucas in his pants not the san juan version but uh saracen and lauren are making out again um but then he kind of shuts things down a little yeah, bit she she invites him inside and he kind of makes an excuse about how he has to get home to grandma she gets nervous if i don't come home or something yeah. along those lines yeah um i don't think he's worried about grandma no he is not he makes that very <laughs> clear to the audience <laughs> As soon as he gets home, because he gets home to uh, Carlota and yeah. uh, puts on the moves, but Carlota <laughs> kind of shuts him down. Yeah. She says they're not going to talk about it or even think about it again. Matt's Matt's making a move, though, was saying, uh, you spill some spices there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he thought would get things <laughs> heated up. Uh, nope, nothing happens. So... <laughs> yeah, Matt turned down Lauren to just to go home and get shut down by Carlota. So hate to see it. <laughs> Smash, Smash is heading out to McNair State. Yeah, Mom, Smash gives him a little lecture about representing the family, and yeah, yeah, she's not necessarily approving of the school. She wants him to go to um, I don't remember what the other school name was. Howard. Like yep. Yeah. I think that's right. Um, it was a fake historically black university. Correct. I believe Howard is a real historically black okay, university. So not that's that why one. I said I don't. That's why I was like, I, yeah. think, I don't think it's right. Um, yeah, she wants him to go to a, a, a fictional historical black uh, college, which has a, you know, like uh, last year they won like two games. All right. Yes. Yes. Uh, right. Something like that. And he wants to play football. He wants to get a, a big scholarship and get seen by the pros and, Yep. and GoPro. Um, yep. And he wants to also have that, that college experience, uh, which I can relate to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had that college experience about uh, <laughs> six years later than most. <laughs> right. But, yeah. Uh, the college experience where your cup's never empty and the girls never say no. And it's Cabo in your pants. Correct. That, that experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So mom smash, giving him a pretty stern warning, pretty stern lecture. 
about representing their family well while he's on that trip. Tim, our buddy Tim, goes to Tammy for help getting back on the team. He wants to see if she can maybe do something yeah, with Coach. Wants, pull she some wants strings. Tammy to maybe yeah put put a little bug in his ear, you know, put in a good word for him and and get him back on the team or hopefully convince him to get back on the team. Yep. The principal comes into class where Tyra is, pulls her out, which seems weird to me that this needed to be done in the middle of a school day during class. But the like sheriff or whatever is there and her attacker's brother wants to make amends with some of his brother's victims Movie okay, movie dude. One that that was a little. I wasn't sure exactly how to word that. That's yeah, I, I get you. That was a little tough. So yeah, the brother of her attacker wants to meet with her, basically, and so they pulled her out of class and had the sheriff there to let her know this. And worth noting on the Tyra's hair length watch, Tyra's <laughs> hair is even shorter this week <laughs> than it was last week. Huh. For folks, we're on pace for a bald Tyra within about three or four episodes. <laughs> By the season finale, that's yeah, it's gonna be gone. In Tammy's office, Glenn's in there, they're eating lunch, yucking it up. Yeah. Glenn is just kicking back on her couch. <laughs> yeah, he's eating he's, just a nasty burger. Like he's made himself at home very much. And uh, coach comes in and he's not real impressed with the situation. He's not real happy yeah. that Glenn is there. We're seeing a little bit of jealousy out of coach. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, cause yeah. he walks in while Glenn is cleaning uh stain off of Tammy's shirt. So it looks even a little bit oh, more yes. suggestive. <laughs> right. And then Glenn proceeds to go ahead and give coach some football advice about getting Tim Riggins back on the team, uh, which Coach doesn't even like to get coaching advice from his assistant coaches. So (laughs) definitely not from Glenn. Uh, Coach asks Glenn if he can talk to his wife alone for a few minutes, to which Glenn obliges. And (laughs) they, yeah, they kind of get into it a little bit about Tim Riggins and they're kind of going back and forth on that. And then Tammy is pretty exasperated and she just says she just needs a night out. She needs a night out. Coach gets pretty excited. About yeah, kind of <laughs> tries to make an inappropriate move. Oh, yeah. uh, like, <laughs> we'll have a night out. We'll drink some wine. <laughs> All right. And <laughs> no, Tammy's talking about bunko with the other bunko <laughs> night with the the other teachers. The faculty. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So not what Coach was thinking. Smash is that his college visit? What was the name of the college again? McNair State. McNair State, named after the legendary Steve McNair. That's no what doubt. I assumed. Legendary uh, Tennessee Titan. Did that do? He killed himself. I think that's Eddie George, wasn't it? Or was it McNair? Did McNair kill somebody else? I think it was. I do, I think you're right, though, with Eddie George. Steve McNair is dead. So maybe it was him. So maybe, oh, this was while he was still alive, though. So I was going to say, maybe it wasn't named after him, but it was, he was still alive. He died in 2009. So. Oh, he was uh, killed. He was murdered. Okay. Yeah. With so maybe his... it was still named after him, even if it was. <laughs> Eddie George is still alive. So Eddie George looks like if Michael Jackson never would have 
<laughs> uh, uh, gotten the skin disease or allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Eddie George <laughs> is a guy who is unbelievably bald. How do you get that bald? That's what I think of when <laughs> yeah. I think of Eddie George. That's, that's a fair point. I can't keep myself that bald. <laughs> anyway. He's got some sort of, yeah. He's got he's got that rich. I'm sure that he started losing his hair and he's like, what's a way that I can lazily lose my hair? Like, can I just not have to shave it ever? <laughs> not if it comes back. He figured it out. I'd do it if I could at this point. Yeah. So Smash is on his visit to McNair State. <laughs> yes, Smash is a McNair State. Maybe or maybe not named after uh, Steve McNair. May he rest in peace. Rest in peace, Steve McNair. Smash uh, is fitting in. He is. Although, I'm not sure how this 17-year-old kid is fitting in with the 35-year-olds they have playing football at this college. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't just like grown men. They're like old men. They're like you and me. Some of them, at least I was, but I, I figured I, you know, I figure if they get like 28 year olds to play high schoolers, they needed even older college students to, you know, proportionally keep the age accurate. So anyway, yeah. Smash is liking it. He's, he's jiving with the, with the other teammates. Um, got a good vibe going on and he meets Cottrell and Cottrell is a big, scary football player yeah i don't know if you've ever seen fast times ridgemont high no but he kind of reminded me of forrest whitaker's character in fast times ridgemont high who was just like a don't mess with me (laughs) (laughs) kind of dude so no nonsense yeah yeah no nonsense doesn't want any part of smashes uh smashness smashness um and we see a little bit more of that stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) but Back at Tim, uh, is Tim's new digs yeah. <laughs> hanging out? His roommate is hanging out in his underwear. Uh, Tim is clearly just bummed out by his entire situation right now. Yeah, not great. But uh, his roommate tries to pick him up a little bit, makes him a, a smoothie, and pours a lot of alcohol <laughs> into that smoothie, <laughs> uh, fruit smoothie. But yeah, a lot of alcohol. And he tells Tim that. You don't know what you want because you haven't lived. They're going hunting tomorrow. He's going to show them how to live. I'm excited at this point. <laughs> Give Tim Riggins a gun. Let's go. I'm scared for Tim Riggins. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Honestly. Uh, and that's not going to change in these next two episodes. <laughs> um, <laughs> not at all. But Julie returns uh, Noah's book in the the hallway. She's got... No, uh, Noah's copy of the world according to Garp. <laughs> yep. Um, I don't know so what that she, is. Are you familiar with that? I know that it's a classic novel. I always get it. This is embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I always get it confused. I think because the, I know it was a classic novel and it was made into a movie. And I was only familiar with the movie version up until about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I always got it confused with Waiting for Guffman, <laughs> which I think is a very different <laughs> movie, but I think it's because it's a G name that's unusual. Oh, sure. Title. Guffman Garp. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like Garp, it sounds like a comedy, but I understand it. I don't think it's a comedy. <laughs> like, I think it's a, hmm. like it's, it's a, a comedy uh, drama. It oh, says okay. on the Wikipedia played by Robin Williams. 
Garp. T.S. Garp. To see if that's streaming anywhere. Watch the movie version. Yeah. But yes, she returns the book and she gives him apparently an, a huge favorite of the writing staff or the props guy or the, the soundtrack people of Friday Night Lights. She gives him a Jose Gonzalez album, which Jose Gonzalez has come up multiple yes, times. times. Uh, including the episode that released today, which I cut <laughs> out about 20 minutes of us going, uh, listening to That's probably the for the versions. best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Tammy, I th- believe happens to be walking by and she looks in, sees this exchange between the two of them. Gets that classic Tammy concerned look on her face. Yeah. Her eyes get real big. <laughs> yeah. Um, she goes in, Julie leaves. She confronts the creepy teacher guy, Noah, about his creepiness, threatens to get him fired, not only get him fired, but have coach beat him up and then get him thrown in prison. She goes off. Yeah. And honestly, at this point, prior to this moment, I was kind of like, all right, this guy's kind of a creep, but does he have ulterior motives? But as soon as Tammy lays into him and he gets really like, he goes into like super defiant mode. Like he, not only is he clearly some sort of predator, but he maybe has done this before. (laughs) Like he seems to have a real handle on what he's doing. Yeah. It is very uncomfortable. I feel if your motives are innocent, you react extremely apologetically yes. like oh my gosh i am so sorry yeah this sorry you took intent. it this way yeah i completely understand i'm done <laughs> it yeah. won't be a problem yeah. no he's <laughs> he's fighting for his right to get cozy with a 16 year old girl yeah not great not good he just looks like a creep too like he, he looks like a creep that would uh be a predator for 16 year old girls so, so as Tammy is just completely ripping him, the door to the classroom is open, which another stupid, I shouldn't say another, uh, another kind of, that was not smart. I feel like you close the door if you're going to yeah, tear somebody, somebody. Like that, but, uh, she didn't do that. And so a, a few students heard what a was going small on. crowd gathers. Yep. And uh, we can already tell that it's it's gonna go it's gonna go like wildfire across the school. So, but uh, meanwhile, Tyra and Landry are talking about the meeting with the rapist brother. Um, And Landry offers to go in Tyra's place because Tyra isn't really sure how how to go about this meeting. Yeah. So Landry steps up. Uh, Landry makes a lot of questionable calls, I think, in this episode and the next, which yeah. we'll obviously dive into this kind of being the first <laughs> uh, really odd call and the meeting itself, which we'll obviously dive into. Yeah, I don't understand Tam- uh, Ty- Landry's no mindset here, but he's going to he's going to meet with the the brother of the rapist. Yeah. No, I've got some thoughts on on his interaction with the with the brother of the rapist. But right here we see I mean Landry is 
taking the opportunity to be the the knight in shining armor, right? Like, right. I think that's his his overall goal. But yeah, which we're gonna. I I think we need to stick by our theory that Landry is actually a creep. Not only is he a murderer, he's a creep who preys on vulnerable women. One, I think so. Woman, but, I think I think so as well. And yeah. as of the recording of this, uh, shout out to the Friday Night Lights subreddit which I hopefully will have uh, plugged the podcast in the Friday Night Lights <laughs> subreddit. Uh, but somebody posted in uh, the subreddit, there was a, a thread about Landry's creepiness yeah. uh, in the overall situation with Tyra, which we've kind of discussed and I think we agree with. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally, we talked about on the episode that came out the week that the, yeah, same, that the yeah. post happened. I so. think maybe, maybe people are already listening that Friday night. Let's subreddit, but maybe we don't need to plug, but, <laughs> uh, no shout out to the Friday night lights subreddit. Um, great community over there would, would, uh, you know, feel free to plug us on there. So we yeah. don't have to plug ourselves. Yeah, I need to, I just need to create a throwaway so I can't get doxxed on my regular Reddit account. <clears throat> you should, uh, you should, uh, let the listeners of Reliving the Lights know what your code name is going to be, uh, so that they can be in on it and they can see it when it's happening. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> or some I, sort I, of clue. I'll <laughs> probably just create one that's like a Hookman or something, and that'll be my throwaway because they know my name. If right. you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> okay. you know my name is Anthony. So and that's why I don't want to use my regular Reddit um, gotcha. username. I, I don't think I've ever posted anything questionable in terms of comments, <laughs> but. Sure. I, I thought I thought you wanted to go full like Kevin Durant and oh. like a alter uh yeah, make us completely separate person so you could talk yourself up and defend no. yourself to the haters and stuff like I'm that. I'm not that guy. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um Julie sees Matt macking on Lauren in the cafeteria. I believe Julie is talking to Lois. Is that Lois that she's it is Lois? To? Okay. Yep. I'm, she Lois keeps occurring and she'll come up in a couple episodes from now too. I remember at the beginning of this podcast, I was like, who is Lois? Like, we don't know who Lois is. I want to see Lois. Lois is actually like, she's around. She's everywhere. She's everywhere. <laughs> she, she usually says about two sentences if she shows up and yeah. she's usually like, Julie is talking to Lois and then somebody else needs to talk to Julie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, something like uh, that. But so Lois, Lois, anyway, Lois tells Julie about, uh, she was, we're not sure if she's, she was there and witnessed Tammy going off or if she has heard the rumor yeah. that about, um, Tammy going off on Noah, but Lois knows about it. Yeah. Lois is kind of, you know, she's the gossip. She's the school gossip. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. know what Lois's deal is. <laughs> yeah. And she lets Julie know that it's, it's, it's going around the school. Yep. And Julie is pissed. Yeah. She heads straight to Tammy's office barges in. I think there's a student in, in her office and everything. And she just starts cussing out Tammy on the spot. And I do want to mention, because I did put this in my notes, that um, Angie, my girlfriend, who has previously been a little bit wary of the Julie Taylor hate meter oh, yeah. she said at this moment, she was like, I'm maybe starting to see why the Julie hate meter exists, <laughs> which is hilarious because I told her, I was like, we are nowhere near Julie's low oh, points. No. Oh, no. <laughs> but apparently this is a turning point. This is... Uh, yeah, that's good to know. So make a note right here. Things have begun to turn. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when, when Angie says it, the, the <laughs> daughter of the coach herself, uh, <laughs> says it, you know, that things are going awry. Yep. Yep. Angie, our canary in the coal mine when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to Julie Taylor Hadometer. But yeah, so they have a big blow. Julie has a big <laughs> blowout eruption at Tammy and probably doesn't help her case a whole lot with the gossip that's going around the school uh, by adding to that. But uh, yeah, not pretty. So Tim and his roommate, uh, we see them next just sitting up in a tree stand, drinking with rifles, uh, having yeah. a good time, just enjoying life up there. And I got to say, I feel like kind of an idiot because I'm a South Dakotan and I've spent some time hunting myself. And right away, I was like, what are they hunting? Because they use a call. And I thought that was like a duck call. But then <laughs> I now realize that it was a um, like a deer. Yeah. Uh, beret or whatever the hell they call it <laughs> and because then he uses the antlers later and i was like duck calling antlers and they're in a tree stand and so i just wanted to nope. yeah uh, to reveal my idiocy <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair i i do i don't do it much anymore but i am a hunter was a hunter used to deer hunt quite a bit mm-hmm. so i understood what was going on i never really did the whole calling thing but right. You know, I've I've messed around with some doe urine. <laughs> I, I I wish I would have, and maybe I guess there's still time uh, yeah. to get involved with a deer hunting or a goose hunting thing. I think I would be into goose hunting. I'm a pheasant hunting guy because that it's a fast paced deal. You know, yeah. you're always moving. You're yeah. yeah. So I always love pheasant hunting, which is you know, uh, for those of you not aware, the Chinese ringneck pheasant is the state bird of South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some very good pheasant hunting in our, uh, arguably the best in the world in right. South, South central mm-hmm. South Dakota. Um, yep. so it's, we, it's what keeps us alive, keeps us afloat out there yeah. in, in central South Dakota. There, big part of our, our hometown's economy. So I do love pheasant hunting. The last time I went was 2016. So I am a little bit behind yeah. it. By the time this episode airs, it'll probably be 2021. So it's been <laughs> Um, it's been about four hunting seasons since I've, I've gone. Um, so I do, I do need to get out more, but, um, but I should try to get into deer or goose hunting. I think I would like either of those. So yeah. And good goose hunting up your way. Kind of, if you head over towards Watertown and all that. I've I've got a buddy who is really into goose hunting. So I need to talk to him and be like, Hey, let's, Let's get involved in, in this. I want to try it. Goose hunting is fun if you go with someone who knows what they're doing. That can get them flying in and coming in low and you can actually get yeah. some shots. If you don't know what you're doing and <laughs> like the goose are just flying a mile over your head and right. it sucks. But but yeah, if you can get them coming in, that's fun. But yeah, uh, I really don't think that what Tim and his roommate are doing is really about the actual hunting. Uh, no. <laughs> they're really kind of half-assing the whole thing yeah uh i have the quote written down here i don't know who said it but i think it's tim tim says i just feel free (laughs) (laughs) so it's just about getting out there drinking being in nature that's what's up yep uh smash is having a very different experience he is on the club at a club of some sort how he Uh, got in i don't know it's mcnair state baby it is cups always full in fact his cup is full seems like the girls are not saying no in this situation (laughs) 
<laughs> it is Cabo in his pants. <laughs> yes. Make no mistake about it. Um, we get a quick cut. We see Smash in the Club with the ladies. Yep. And he's he's loving it. We get a quick cut to Matt, who is at home, kind of yeah. bummed out about his own situation. He's he's you know trying to figure out uh, with Lauren, and um, well, he, he basically turned down Lauren in a prime prime situation, and Carlota <laughs> turned him down in a prime situation. So he's not sure what to do. He's living with Carlota, so he's yeah. you know he's got to see her all day every day. <laughs> She's right um, there. Mm. So he he he's sitting at home and he gets a phone call and sure enough it's Smash, and Smash is saying Matt McNair State we're going. <laughs> <laughs> you are one or maybe two years younger than me, but like this is the school <laughs> for us. Yeah, right. Uh, Matt Harrison, I don't think is staring any scholarships in the face. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> think so. Uh, from a what, what appears to be a, a pretty high-ranking D one school in McNair State. Um, Doesn't matter. It's a, he's a smash. He he, it, he can get what he wants. Yeah. By the he time that Matt he's Harrison. a sophomore or junior at McNair State, he can pull those strings and get. <laughs> Get Maddie Saracen there. Matt Saracen, unfortunately, is not feeling it. He hungs, hangs up almost immediately. Yeah. S- Smash even has one of the girls talk to him, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> are you mad? Are you as cute as Smash says? <laughs> <laughs> so Smash yeah. is already... We we love the Matt Smash bromance. We do. And even so much. across the miles, uh, Smash is trying to help out his brother Maddie. Uh, really all smash is ever concerned with for Matt is just girls for Matt. Yeah. And that doesn't and stop when they're apart. Apparently. If you, if you follow the, the reliving the lights page on Twitter, which please do at reliving lights, we retweeted something today that will be highly irrelevant uh, for the most part. By the time this episode goes live, <laughs> by the time this episode goes live, we will know who the president is in 2021. We, as of this recording, we don't know the counselor, so, which is probably hilarious for those of you listening at home. Um, you remember this time that uh, we didn't know where the count was? Um, yeah, hopefully it's things, over. Things appear to be going in one direction, but I don't want to make that call. We're because not, yeah. Let's not speak that out Things are also very uh, yeah, contentious in a lot of ways. So I won't talk about that. But let's just say that the way that things are going, I approve of. But <laughs> So we retweeted a, a fella today. I'll give him a shout out. I don't know if he's, I, I'm pretty sure he isn't a listener, but he did like the, 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 retweet, the retweet that I sent. So, um, his name was Matt Folger. So Matt Folger, and we agree with the message that he sent, but the, on the caption of his video was Saris and smash 2024. And that's a ticket that Josh, I'm willing to get behind. We <laughs> love the Saracen and smash connection. Uh, yes. I and frankly, given the two options that we were given this year. <laughs> yeah. Might be, might be sitting a little better. And, and smash is, I want to say one year younger than me, IRL. Cause I was, um, cause smash graduates this year and it's, well, it's 07, 08. So he's two years younger than me. So I'm right. eligible yeah. to run for president. Should I so desire in 2024, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm 32 right now, so I'll be 36. So Smash might just come in. Oh yeah, sport events Harrison too. So well, shoot, I was hoping the only okay. Honestly, the only way I would vote for that is if Saracen. <laughs> Saracen's got to be president, right? Like Smash, yeah. and so he's not going to be old enough in 2024. Yeah. yeah. So sorry, Matt Folger. Shoot. Uh, <laughs> we just killed your meme. Sorry, but, man. But hey, we still we appreciate the. The tweet. I laughed out loud when I saw it. I showed it to Angie. We we both had a good chuckle. And I I private messaged Josh and I said, "Will this go too far if we tweet this? Will we will we alienate some of our followers at home by retweeting this?" And Josh gave me the go ahead. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, come on. You can think that's funny, no matter what I mean, your political if, leanings if, are. <laughs> if you listen to this show, um, we have a regular segment called Anthony Gets Political. <laughs> <laughs> We will skip that uh, that segment this week, um, <laughs> for the sake of it being uh, uh, timely for the time of recording, but not timely at all for the time of uh, <laughs> release. Right. Yep, yep. We're gonna respect the process this week. Uh, we we would absolutely vote for Smash Smash Service in twenty twenty four, legal or not. It has our <laughs> blessing. So Landry goes to meet the brother of the rapist and Landry goes at the guy. Yeah. He is way too testy. This is a guy who clearly seems genuinely distraught by his brother's actions. I mean, you look at it like, I mean, Josh, you've got siblings. I've got siblings. If either of our siblings were to do something truly atrocious. Yeah. I think we would, you know, it's a person you love. Right. Um, It's your blood relative i mean to that point like if my one of my brothers were to do something terrible like they're still my brother like Mm -hmm. yeah i would absolutely condemn their actions Mm -hmm. but you know like and i i the way that they wrote the character too he he seems to be like listen what i'm here for is i want to understand why this person that i know and love would do something so terrible right and Landry is just an asshole. <laughs> yeah. To him. No, yeah, like I said, he he goes at him. And you know, I think my my theory on why Landry loses his mind is because he doesn't want to hear the fact that the that that the rapist that he killed was a good guy. Yeah. You know, or he doesn't want him humanized bit. at all. Yeah, no, he wants him to be a uh scummy trash you know, piece of trash that deserved to die you know not some older brother who you know like this other guy played with and grew up with and he was a good person like no he needed to die so landry not a shining moment he hasn't had many shining moments lately no um so we love landry it, we don't love this version of it. we hate season two season two landry sucks <laughs> Real bad. Uh, Tammy's getting ready to go to Bunko. And yeah. so Coach initially thought that a night out meant that he was going to get a date and then get some action. But actually, nope, he is not even going to Bunko night. He is staying home to babysit. So yeah, that staying Tammy, home with Gracie Bell. Yeah. And he's pissed because why can't Shelly babysit? If she's going to be around, she should at least babysit. Then he's questioning why Tammy's putting on perfume. For a teacher bunco night, you don't need perfume at a at a bunco night for teachers. 
Uh, so still wary of Glenn, I think. Still got yeah, his guard he's up. Worried, worried about Glenn. Yeah. Which, if only Coach knew, but, you know, I understand how jealousy works. You know, you see, so <laughs> right. even though it seems unlikely, you, know, you can't get it out of your mind. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So Coach is stuck at home with Gracie. Meanwhile, Tim and the roommate, I don't, I have never, do we figure out the roommate's name? I'm sure it's introduced at the beginning. I only know it because I looked on IMDb um, because I actually submitted quotes for this episode on IMDb because they were so good. But the quote we're about to talk about, which is incredible, did not get accepted by IMDb. They shut me down and I don't know why. I think maybe it's because I have it in all caps because sometimes in my notes I put quotes in all caps and I copied and pasted. Copied pasted, yeah. Yeah. So I might have to try again. Um, Um, So his name, do you want to know his name? Yes, please. It's Guy. No. (laughs) It's Guy. Guy? It's Guy. There's like a last name. I can't remember the last name, but his name is Guy. Okay. So Tim and Guy. I already hate that. I'm just going to continue and call him the roommate. Yep. Uh, Tim and the roommate, they're driving home and they're discussing their love for Roadhouse, <laughs> which Josh, as you know, is one of my favorite. Yeah. Films. As this podcast knows, we've talked about Yeah, it. that's true. Um, I did not, once again, a testament to our chemistry. Uh, I did not write down this quote, but you obviously did. So Josh, I'll let you take it away. Roadhouse is the best action movie of the 80s. Hands down. No doubt. True. Out. <laughs> at least action movie, maybe all time. It's got all the key ingredients. Tim responds, town in need, man searching for his soul, hot sex, fisticuffs, two words. Patrick, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Swayze. He's freaking awesome. I know. <laughs> so they're bonding over Roadhouse and Patrick Swayze and Anthony gets it. It really is a brilliant film. It's interesting because the first time that I saw it, I watched it with a friend of the show, Cash Alberta. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Cash. Cash. And we watched it like as a bit because, I mean, we're talking, this was probably 2004, 2005. We were in high school. And Roadhouse was kind of like a joke movie that you would like, you know, people would joke Mm -hmm. about like uh, Roadhouse, you know. Uh, it was kind of one of those cult classics, but nothing that anybody took seriously. And I think that that status has changed in the last yeah. 16 years or whatever it's been. Sure. But I remember we watched it and I was like, I kind of love this movie. And I, <laughs> now I own it on, I own the shout factory Blu-ray. That's in a, it's a two K scan. It's one of the best looking Blu-rays that I own, like in the top <laughs> five, I would say like, mm-hmm. it looks great. I watched it not too long ago. Josh, you've never seen it. Is that correct? I've seen it. That's correct. Yeah. As soon as this, as soon as this pandemic is over, we're watching it together. I don't want you to watch it without me. Um, <laughs> Fair. We're going we're gonna to watch Roadhouse together, and then we're going to record an episode of the podcast in person uh, for the first time. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, Roadhouse rules. I I love this movie. I love this conversation. Um, <laughs> if you were sitting in the middle seat of that truck, you would be enthusiastically participating. Absolutely. Yeah. So they are headed to the store and when they get to the store, the roommate has Tim go in and to buy beer, but also pick up some cold medicine. Yeah. Tim is suspicious by this, but the guy says that, <laughs> right. uh, that he's, he feels a cold coming on. So he needs uh, Tim to go in and buy some cold medicine as well. Math. It's... <laughs> 
<laughs> we're on it. Yeah, <laughs> we're on it. Yeah, as South Dakotans, meth, we're on it. Matt, uh, meanwhile, back at the Saracen Ooh, household, yes. he confronts Carlota, kind of has a, uh, you know, I know you're feeling this too moment. Come on. They they kiss. They get interrupted by the knock at the door. And yeah, it's about it? to go down. And yeah. Oh, yeah. It's about to go down. But who else knocks on the door but Lauren? So she interrupts. So she's bringing him cookies or something. Yeah. That's right. I got distracted at this point. I'm going to share my screen with you so you can see the picture that I put in note in my notes. I don't know if it's been a while since you watched this. So I don't know if you remember yeah. what Lauren looks like in this moment. But she has got a real live Tyler. Oh, wow. yeah. From I do. Yeah. That thing you do going on. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Lauren unknowingly shuts down what is about to go down in the Saracen household between Matt and Carlota. But Carlota feels bad at this point, you know, because Matt's cheerleader girlfriend just showed up as they were about to. Yeah, she's, yeah. I think the the reality of it is hitting her and she's kind of like, ah, uh, <laughs> I'm this high school boy. His high school girlfriend is here, you know. Right. How old do you think Carlota is? You know, because she's like in nursing school or something, right? Like, so yeah. she, I'd put her like mid-20s at the old. Right. Yeah, I feel like it, we're because she's every, from Guatemala. Okay, is she, right. I, I think I want to say Guatemala. So, yep. um, maybe not the traditional, right, American path to nursing school, but mm-hmm. but maybe because like I know like Angie's got relatives from Honduras that came up to SDSU and were nursing school on the normal schedule. So, yeah, let's say twenty two to twenty six that is yep that's exactly the range that I was kind of thinking there, so Matt is sixteen seventeen somewhere in there, so yeah, I can see where she might be feeling <laughs> a little bit guilty and uncomfortable yeah. with a situation that she has put herself in uh no, I'm not gonna say put herself in. I can see how she would be uncomfortable with the situation that they find themselves in, yes, yes, yes. So, Coach, meanwhile, at home at the Taylor household, he's had a rough night with Gracie. It's not going well. Tammy stumbles in the door, <laughs> a little drunk. Uh, uh, she had a few at Bunko Night. Yep. Uh, turns out she and Glenn actually won at Bunko Night, won 100 bucks. And so they went and got a beer on the way home at a bar. This is kind of the last straw for Coach and Glenn. Yeah, Coach does not like Tammy's friendship with Glenn. Says it undermines Coach and Tammy's relationship. Mm-hmm. And that she needs to spend more time thinking about her family. Yeah. Mm, see, Ooh. now I could understand where Coach was coming from. And even I was with him a little bit, you know, where like you're getting a little too chummy. With when you're drunk at a bar with another man, like, as a husband, I would be pretty <laughs> concerned sure, with sure. that. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Especially when it's freaking Glenn, who is obviously a horn dog. And <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, obviously harmless. Yeah. I but think. It's, it's not my wife that I'm worried about. It's all the people trying to get in my wife's pants, you know. Uh, not me specifically. I was going to say, Joshua, yeah. well, maybe if you were in a trusting relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I'm with Coach. I can understand 
but when he says the thing about needing to pay more attention to her family, Not whoa, good. buddy. Uh, I don't think that there's anybody in the history of the world <laughs> <laughs> that thinks about their family more than Tammy Taylor, fictional or real. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Where do you even like start to make that argument? How but, dare you, Eric Taylor? This is Tammy Taylor we're talking about. Yeah. He gets kicked to the couch. She uh, has one bunko night out. <laughs> so she wants to have a beer with Glenn. It's freaking Glenn. Yeah, real dude. Doesn't go well. She's not happy with that. Um, she's very hurt by that. And rightfully so. So coach is sleeping on the couch. Lauren leaves over at the Saracen household. Um, she she leaves and Saracen tries to apologize to Carlota through the door. Knocks on the door. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Matt's got blue balls at this point. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair to say for sure. Yeah. He's, I mean, uh, in between... Uh, not a rock in a hard place, but uh, <laughs> a super attractive girl and another super attractive girl, and then getting just can't get it right. Static from both sides. Uh, one he's denying, and one he's being denied by. So, man, I mean, I think if I was in Matt's position, I'd cut my losses. <laughs> Take what Lauren, what's get. up? Yeah. Hey, but I, you know, uh, spoiler alert: it's gonna pay off for him. It, that's true. That's true. You gotta, you know, you gotta shoot your shot. You gotta at this shoot point. your shot. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta shoot your shot. And Matt shoots a shot. He sure um, does. But back at McNair State, <laughs> yeah, Smash is is he's partying more. He verbally commits to the rest of the team. <laughs> he's having such a good time. Yeah, at the party. Like, listen, yes, I'm in. Let's go. I'm verbally committing. Where are they? It looks like a motel. Yeah, pool party, right? But then, like, like pool party. later on when he's running from the scene, it looks like a dorm. Like, he's running through a dorm. Maybe, lobby. like, a... Oh, no, that doesn't make any sense. Maybe it's, like, a a school-funded apartment building that has a pool. Does that make sense? Like, Maybe. yeah. They have those, know. right? Like, school-funded apartments? Or, like, or yeah. school-associated yeah, yeah, yeah. apartments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think it could be, like, a school-associated apartment sure. that one of the football players is in because he's got that football pass. Right. And so, it's the, the big-time one, and it's got the pool. Um, yeah. He finds a, a nice young lady. and yeah. brings Well, they tell him to find find something you like. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yikes. But, yeah. Objectification, folks. We, yes. We don't like to see it. I would also like to point out that the the lady that he likes appears to be a 30-year-old woman in a bikini <laughs> by the pool. McNair State, I don't know, must be, have a very heavy non-traditional student population. Or just maybe yeah. people looking more mature than they are. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> I mean, I work at a college in Right, yeah, that's that's two fair. decades. But you know what the, you know you know what the interesting thing is that I've found. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. But even I feel like if you don't know people, I think I think generations have like a particular look. I there's there's something mm. to it. Like I because I feel like the people that when we were in elementary school, and of course we knew, but like the people that were in high school at the time, like are eternally, you know, feel old. Like they looked older at that time, right? You know, uh huh. 
then I feel like we looked when we were in high school. And I feel like that seemed, <laughs> I think there's something to it. Like, I think you look at somebody at that period and they seem like they're maybe our age, but maybe it's, I don't know. I, I I'm picking up what you're trying. I don't to have enough, down. enough juice for this theory, but I think there's something to it. Cause it is something that I've thought about before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. I, I think that, cause I mean, I look at kids now that are in high school that I don't even know. And I'm like, they look so much younger than I did when I was in high school. Like it seems <laughs> right. like it, right? Uh-huh. I think there's so, something to this. Yeah. I think there's there's something to it. So maybe they <clears throat> seem like they're 30 at that time because they're 30 now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There there might not be enough uh this theory might not hold enough water to, to go somewhere, <laughs> but yeah no i like it i'm with you let's let's keep sussing it out as we as we go but uh yeah so he sees what appears to be a 30 year old woman in a bikini by the pool gonna assume she's at at, at mcnair state yeah look at like okay let's use an example right now of a guy who was like a teen movie classic of our era yep ethan embry you know who i'm talking about uh he was rusty griswold in vegas vacation Okay. He was uh, in I Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You look at that guy. He When he was 18, he didn't look 18 to me. Like, when I look at him, I go, him at 18 is older than me. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think there's something generational about, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But I think there's something generational about the way people look that i mean when he was playing teenagers he looked older maybe he i mean likely he was right but i like it sorry i'm just looking at pictures of no that's movie. i appreciate no i think i think there's something to that um i know that he was in the season two of the twilight zone reboot which i have not watched <laughs> yet i'm gonna go all out once the stand uh hits cbs uh-huh. all access i'm gonna do one month of cbs all access yep. i'm gonna watch the stand in season two of the twilight zone and watch it all and and cancel nice because i did watch season one i uh, subscribed stupidly to cbs all access for two months to watch because they aired it week by week for the first <laughs> season of the twilight zone and i i love the twilight zone we've talked about this on the show. yeah yeah and i love jordan peele also and yeah. i was i'll be honest with you not impressed with the first season oh, of the, the twilight zone reboot but i i do intend to to watch season two and i i do intend to watch the stand remake because i am very excited about the, the stand reboot. I wish that it would have happened the way that it was supposed to. Uh, it was supposed to be Ben Affleck was supposed to direct like a oh, two part movie. Really? Which I think would have been awesome. That Yeah. Wow. But I think CBS All Access has, they have some chops. I'm, I'm still looking forward to, to what yeah. they've got planned. I'll have to try and read it. I, I don't think I read it back in the day. You will die. You will dig in. Like, I know, I know it I seems will. daunting from like, because it's a 1200 page book. Right. But once you get going. Yeah. You find yourself. I remember when I was reading that book in the middle of it, I was, it was hobo day and it was like, a, or it was hobo week and it was like Wednesday at 10 PM. And I was like, <laughs> you know, flipping pages, <laughs> yeah. man. I, that book is so good. It's, it- you're saying Unreal. it was you're saying it was a uh, Abe Wines at Sunshine with a Harry Potter book situation. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Sitting in the car eating canned yep. tuna, uh, reading Harry Potter while the concerts were happening. Yep. Uh, second, 
second that thing you do reference, Ethan Embry also yep. was in that movie. I, I was pretty sure he was in that movie, but I didn't want to. Uh, I, I thought that I was bringing things full circle with that one, but I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah, yep. he was. I mean, he was a teen movie king when we were, I mean, when we were young. He was in everything. Rita Wilson was also in that. Oh, with Tom of course Hanks. she was. It was directed by Tom Hanks. Were they married at the time? Oh, for sure. Okay. I don't know their the history of their relationship. They've been married forever. Gotcha. I love that movie. Frazier's mom, Rita Wilson. For real? Mm-hmm. She plays Frazier's mom? Yeah, like in uh, old footage sequences and stuff, because she's dead oh, by the time. Oh, right. The show yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can think of that now. Yeah. I haven't, I like... It was just over a year ago that I finished Frasier, I'm pretty sure. And I'm already uh-huh. like, I think I might watch it. Really, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah, let's get let's <laughs> keep going here. Let's see. Okay. So, Smash finds a lady who mm-hmm. may or may not be 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the third start we've got into this. Yeah. But yep. Um so Smash finds a lady, takes her or she takes him back to her apartment slash dorm. Slash motel. We don't know. We're not sure. And uh, they're getting down. Shirts are coming off. Yep. And all of a sudden there's a knock at the door. Can I just say in the middle of all of this, when they're like taking off clothes and things are getting real, real heavy. She says, let me see your tummy. Does she? I did not. She says, let me see your tummy in the middle of it what weird weird she's definitely not 30 years old (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i just wrote that down and then i wrote weird but yeah there's an angry knocking at the door it's Cottrell. he's huge he's angry and apparently he is dating this particular woman yeah so he chases smash out in his boxers yeah he doesn't have time to put on any more clothes he just takes off he somehow must have managed to either find this is 2007, so he may have found a payphone or must have had time to grab his cell phone. Right. Yeah. Because the next morning, <laughs> he's under a bridge and <laughs> yeah, like an underpass. Yeah. The sun's coming up, and here comes Matt in his new car that Lauren helped him buy. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Yep, and he he shows up. He picks up Smash, who's still in his boxers, <laughs> yeah, under a bridge in the middle. How Saracen even found this place? It must have been a cell. He must have had a cell phone because yeah, how else? How else would he find him? Because it's not like it's hardly even on a road. It seems like. But that being said, like you'd think you get a scene where Smash is like, "Yeah, do you see me?" But Smash is like under the bridge, like just yeah, like waiting. slumped over. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah i'm not sure how that exactly happened but <laughs> but smash is under the bridge he's he's had a rough night he's still in his boxers uh and matt shows up and saves the day the the matt and saracen the matt saracen and smash connection is very much back on yeah uh matt says how was your visit seriously was it like cabo in your pants <laughs> <laughs> On the way home, Matt asks Smash if there's a good way to break up with someone. And Smash tells him he's never actually broken up with anyone before. 
Uh, his trick is just to ask the girl for an open relationship and he lets those words do the work. Yeah. He says, I just say, I want an open relationship and then they just break up with me. <laughs> Which I, okay, I'm going to take a little issue with this mm-hmm. because in the episode that released today, as of this recording, if you go back, Waverly actually asked for an open relation or gave him the hall pass for basically an open relationship and he turned it down and then Waverly just like disappears at that point. Maybe that's where smash got the inspiration from. Oh, so mm-hmm. it wasn't because he has broken up with people that way. It's because he learned it from Waverly. Open your third eye. <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't offended by it. He just didn't want it. I don't know. Anyway, well, so we I, don't know what happened to Waverly. We don't. She Something just happened off screen in the summer, I guess. So uh, he must, something must have happened there that didn't work out and it caused Smash to go. <laughs> maybe, yes. maybe, uh, maybe he turned down that first hall pass and then they got like back together, you know, and we're serious. And then later in the summer, he was like, listen about that hall pass. <laughs> Remember how I didn't take advantage of that before? Let's Can I maybe cash that in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shelly is consoling Julie back at the Taylor house. Uh, Julie won't talk to Tammy. Tammy says that she doesn't need a mediator to talk to her. Do- I don't know. Maybe maybe you can remember this better. I have better notes. I don't really. Yeah. Uh, well, what I've written down is that Shelly tells Tammy that they maybe that maybe... Tammy went too far with the Noah thing, okay. which to an extent, I think the only way that she didn't go too far was that she didn't close the door. Yeah. I think the only way that she went too far, and I don't think that maybe she expected herself to go as far as she did in that conversation. Right. Uh, and that's probably why she left the door open, but I got some makeups coming on. Hold on. Yeah. But Tammy, who, this is maybe one of the worst Tammy moments in the series. Tammy's not winning MVP of this episode. No, not great. Although I will still nominate her. <laughs> uh, she's a little bit upset at Shelly for taking Julie's word and not getting her side of the story. Mm-hmm. And Shelly says, listen, why don't you maybe put yourself in Julie's shoes? Cause what Julie knows is she had this adult who she looked up to, who was giving her these recommendations, mm-hmm. who, and that's that's where I, before Noah went into creep, full on creep mode in front of <laughs> Tammy, I feel like like I had teachers who were recommending books to me that were you know whatever, <laughs> that maybe took an interest in my interests and maybe wanted to push it in that way and mm-hmm. in a mentor situation. That I was like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe. And like I said, before Noah went into creep mode and full, full creep mode on, on right. Tammy, it was basically like, what I'm doing is perfectly legal. Try and fight me on this. And, <laughs> not good. Um, so I, I, to an extent, see where Shelly is coming from, especially having only heard Julie's side right. uh, of everything. But yeah, I... I can see where Shelly's coming from. Um, I'm not sure if Shelly is homeless at this point. She's been staying with the Taylors a long time, and she's in the next episode, too. 
This is a very extended vacation. Yeah, what is she doing there? Dillon, Texas. (laughs) Yeah, we don't really know. We don't really know. But Tammy does drop the bomb in there that, hey, you weren't there and you're not a mom, which seems to be Uh, a tender. A bit of a dig. Bit of a dig. Yeah. And uh, Tammy does acknowledge when when Shelly says, if if our mom would have done that to you, how have you felt? And Tammy does say, yeah, I would have been mortified. Yeah, which is a fair point on yep. Shelley's end. Um, meanwhile, we've got a Bible study going on. Lila and her Bible study crew. Yes. Landry is a cafeteria seat away. I'm not sure what he's doing in there because the cafeteria (laughs) is otherwise empty i i have it that it's the diner but that's maybe just my default okay i think so because julie was at home and then we cut to listen folks we both listened to this episode a week over a week ago (laughs) or we both watched this episode over a week ago so yeah in my notes as to what he's doing there uh i have in my notes that what he's doing is quote sitting there looking sad so <laughs> that's what he's doing. I, I swear that it was in the cafeteria, but who who knows? Um, either way, it's in an eating establishment. Lila <laughs> is in uh, Bible study with her Bible study folks. Landry is a table away mm-hmm. and clearly listening from a distance. He's clearly like looking at them, trying to hear what they're saying. Lila notices this. She says that it looks like he could use some company. Landry admits that he has a secret that's eating him up. Mm -hmm. Lila says there's nothing wrong with telling the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. She encourages him to tell the truth and come clean. He also asks her, are you a good Christian or a bad Christian, Lila Garrity? Which is, uh, yeah, just another look into how kind of eaten up Landry is feeling right now from the guilt and the lies and the shame and the murder and all that pop quiz hit it. Does Lila Garrity vote for Trump? Ooh, I think so for sure. I think so for sure. Yeah. Cause she is like, she's part of a particular brand of Christianity. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. She's brainwashed by an extremely, yeah. Evangelical, style of church it seems like For so sure. the the who she is at at her core i'm not sure that she would have um right but where she's at at this point in the series two seven two thousand seven two thousand seven lila is a trump supporter for sure we don't know what growth she has in the next 13 years but <laughs> right yeah 2020 who knows should trump be running in 2007 God forbid, uh, Lila's voting for him. <laughs> what was Trump doing in 2007? Hosting The Apprentice, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Had to have been. <laughs> so, back at campus, uh, Matt <laughs> decides to have a talk with Lauren. Oh, yes, he does. As Smash washes from a distance, this is the first of two in the next two episodes, <laughs> scenes that we get of people watching from a distance to see how things go. Um, we'll talk about that in the next episode. But yeah, 
Smash watches from a distance, like hilariously. Like the way that they shoot it is just so funny to me. <laughs> He's like peeking and creeping. Yeah. Uh, but Matt, they. Oh, Lauren. Lauren is talking in a group with with a bunch of girls, and Matt just kind of walks up and blurts out, "Hi." <laughs> <laughs> I put like six eyes in my. Head. <laughs> He's like super uh, hi. <laughs> uh, but in the middle of a busy hall at school. He asks her if she wants to have an open relationship. Yeah, she obviously doesn't take it well. She breaks up with him on the spot. Plan worked. Plan worked. Yes. <laughs> That's all you can say. Yeah, but Lauren's not happy for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's no if if the thing with Carlota doesn't work out, uh, yeah. uh Matt's That bridge is burned. Yeah. There's no going back. No backup. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> Should have been more of a scumbag. <laughs> what you get for taking lady advice from Smash? Yeah. At Tim's house. Smash is or, the good guy in this situation, which is real. <laughs> is he, though? Well, no. Nobody's a good guy. All right. Nobody's a good guy. At Tim's current housing situation, he gets a little curious about the camper that is parked in their backyard. So he goes and checks it out. Turns out it's a super junky meth lab. Yes. That guy has going there. Uh, so he's, it's kind of dawning on him. What is going on? Yeah. Things are even more shady than they already were yeah. living with the guy who is two pet ferrets has mutton chops. I unironically, <laughs> Uh, he's hanging out in his underwear on the regular. Like this guy is an obvious, not good dude. <laughs> no, uh, nothing that he's doing is on the up and up. The ferrets are probably the biggest warning to me. They seal the deal for sure. They're a weird animal. They're like a weasel, but you know, it's interesting. Cause when I was in high school, I was, I always thought ferrets were like a really sleek animal. I always really wanted a pet ferret. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did too. I I always thought ferrets were cool as hell, and I had a pet hedgehog for for right. three years, and I think that's a comparable pet, like a a cool, exotic, uncommon pet. Yes. So like I see the appeal of the ferret, but when you can you when you include the two ferrets and they're Roscoe and Coltrane, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> that's it. Yep. 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 So you got the two ferrets. You got the unironic mutton chops. You got the hanging out in underwear unironically. Like you get maybe one of those three to be a normal dude. <laughs> yeah, choose one of those guys. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you're gonna throw a meth lab on top of all of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is this guy's bad news. He's got about four deal breakers in that list for sure. <laughs> so uh, uh, Tim finds a meth lab guy catches him and says, it's a good thing. You're a cool dude. Otherwise I'd have to kill you. Yeah. And kind of chuckles, but you can kind of tell that he's. Yeah. Like, ha ha ha. I'm joking, but I'm really not. And I actually will kill you for sure. So Tim like runs away from there and shows up at practice in full gear. Uh, coach is ticked, tells him to get the hell off his damn field. And 
you know, he's Tim's still trying to work his way back on the team. Yeah, Tim instead of well, he shows up in full pads, which I think is great. I don't know where he got his pads or practice jersey back, but yeah, anybody's guess. He instead apologizes personally to Fire Crotch, <laughs> right? A player that he doesn't know who's number 46. <laughs> yes. Smash Matt and then everyone else. <laughs> right. Uh, definitely a quote of the week nomination in all of this. Mm-hmm. 2-0. You know, to be honest, I just, I know you try and sleep with a lot of girls that I previously slept with. So I just left town for a bit to give you a break, you know, <laughs> seven, you lose that virginity yet. <laughs> Saracen says, we're good, man. It's good to have you back. Riggins. I, uh, I apologize to everyone here. If you could find, find it within yourselves to let me make it up to you in the showers, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> a great Tim Riggins moment. Definitely. Coach says his penance isn't paid, but he can go ahead and go take his yeah. spot. Yep. So Tim's back on the team. Back at the Taylor household, Tammy's alone at home. Coach arrives. Tammy says that she needs a friend at work and that Glenn has been that friend for her. She needs somebody who she can laugh with and gossip with at work, which I think is fair. Yep. yep. And we, as the audience, you and I know that Glenn is of no threat right. to Coach Taylor. Yeah. Coach sort of admits that he's jealous of Glenn. Kind of, yeah. It was a very half-assed admittance. Um, But he does say that he missed Tammy. Yeah, I actually thought it was a very honest, self-aware moment. I actually thought it was a a really good moment of of their relationship. Because, yeah, Coach says, it's not about Glenn. It's the fact he yeah he says it's not about Glenn. I don't give a damn about Glenn. <laughs> he just says that he's the one that's supposed to be yucking it up in the hallways. You know, he's the one right. that's supposed to be her friend, and he misses her um, and stuff like that. So I thought it was a nice coach and Tammy moment of kind of working through their crap, getting down to the root of everything, and being honest with their relationship. So. Mm-hmm. Coach, yeah, he kind of acted like a dummy through the whole thing, but I feel like we kind of see where he's coming from, but we also see where Tammy's coming. Yeah, yeah. They got to the heart of the issue, Definitely. which yeah. I think is which is what we love about the coach yep. and Tammy relationship. We yep. we see them uh fight through these uh potentially difficult situations that we see from both sides, but they don't. Right. So yeah. That's and that's any relationship, right? Like I'm going to be a dummy sometimes. Lindsay's going to be a dummy sometimes. Sometimes we're going to be dummies at the same time, but it's about getting Angie's to the going to be an issue. idiot. I am perfect. I'm never right. an idiot. Yeah, that doesn't apply to you. <laughs> That's true. So, uh, yeah, I can see how this would be hard for you to wrap your mind I don't around. get it. I don't understand it. I, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Greek to me. But, but you're self-aware enough to know that other people yeah, yeah. might have these issues. Yeah. So, yep, for sure. Uh, in the Saracen house, Carlota's folding laundry when Matt comes home. Uh, he tells her that he broke up with Lauren and 
she was really nice and really hot. And he has no reason not to like her. He's not wrong. Uh, yep. She, he's right. But he can't stop thinking about Carlota. So he goes into his room. Carlota follows him in there. Knock at the door. She comes in. Yeah. And uh, they kiss and maybe a little bit more. Yeah, they start getting after a little bit. Uh, start the traditional indie song ending scene. Yes, we uh, have a music cue here. I made a resolution yep. by Seawolf. Yep, I looked it up because I liked it. I shazammed it. I also dug it, yeah. yeah. We see Landry heading into the police station to turn himself in to end the yeah, episode. Yeah, he says, I did it. The guy, uh, what's whatever his name is, the guy who died, the body you found. Yeah, we don't know. I killed him. Right. And that's it. Roll credits. Play some explosions in the sky. The episode is over. So uh, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with an in-depth look at our characters. All right. Welcome back. Let's, let's talk some coaching Tammy to start yeah. off with. Yeah, they're kind of... They're going through some rough, some ups and downs in this episode for sure. Yeah, for I mean, up to this point, a pretty big challenge in Coach and Tammy's relationship. Maybe the biggest up to this point. Yeah. Um, that, and who would have thought <laughs> it'd be Glenn, <clears throat> who is yeah. on the goofus malufus scale. He is Matt Saracen Damn. or higher. He might, yeah, boy. Matt Saracen might be on a Glenn trajectory with his life <laughs> if he stays on the path he's no, on. No, he's, he's been involved with too many smoke shows at this point. That's true. Yeah. Glenn has not experienced that in his lifetime. To our knowledge, but also for sure not. <laughs> he seems weirdly confident with Tammy Taylor, though, who is... That's true. Definitely a smoke show. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Um, so yeah, but anyway, coach and Tammy, the fact that Glenn is coming between them just goes to show that even, even the most idolized perceived perfect relationships like coach and Tammy can be, you know, knocked off course a little bit by something as silly as goofus malufus Glenn. Right. Exactly. If it can happen to coach and Tammy with Glenn, it can happen to anybody. So True. Give yourself some grace, all you people out there uh, in relationships. Um, you struggle, you persevere, you get to the heart of the matter, and you move on. Uh, Coach and Tammy, I, I do feel like at the end of this episode, end on an oh, they're in an okay place for sure. Yeah, they're they're doing fine. Yep. Matt, as we mentioned, still a goofus malufus, but somehow managing to. No, I was going to say managing to juggle uh, two ladies, but no, he's failing uh-huh. at ju- at the juggling. I kind of would have loved to have seen uh, a world in which he would have tried to juggle both. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do have to give him credit for being. Uh, listen, I won't go into it in detail, but I've been in a situation <laughs> where oh my gosh. maybe I had one girl and another, and I didn't know how to handle it, and I did go through with the uh i didn't try to tell her i wanted an open relationship but (laughs) i broke up with one for another and it didn't exactly work out so Uh, hot so um 
So credit to, to Matt Saracen for, I think, having a heart to at least realize, hey, if I'm going to be involved with one girl, I should break up with another. Um, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. So I, I got to give him credit for that because I tried the same thing. It didn't exactly work out at one point in my life. But <laughs> um, no, I, I got to give credit for for Matt to, to at least you know, to reach out to Smash and say hi how do i handle this and i definitely wouldn't have handled it in the same way that he did uh, yeah. but uh but good on him for making that call yeah the trajectory that he was on was we were gonna have to have an episode where matt accidentally has two dates to the winter formal and yeah. he's gonna have to juggle it so i'm glad friend lights would have become three's company very quickly <laughs> yeah uh, so we avoided that. Um, and yeah, I guess. Something to be thankful for, for sure. Yeah. Ultimately, it works out for Matt. Um, yeah. You got Carlota, which um, once again, and well, no, I won't get into my situation. Never mind. <laughs> okay. All right. Tim Riggins. Yeah, man, he is. Uh, he's in a place. You know, he made his decision to leave Billy's home, right? Which is understandable because, you know, if I was in the situation, I'd try to find something else too. I don't know that I would have moved in with Guy Roscoe and Coltrane, but <laughs> um, he's in. A, uh, I think a situation that he's found himself in that. He's kind of maybe in a how did I get in this place situation, but he is there and he's he's going through a tough one. Yeah, he's going through it. I feel like Tim has lived his life in hard situations, but even but the severity of the situation, even for Tim Riggins, is like this is too much, man. It's a lot. It's like, a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, once you start getting meth labs in the picture, that's when that's when you know. You gotta duck out. Yeah, it's time to to gracefully exit. And yeah. Yeah. So Tinger, Tim is in a tough spot. Doesn't really have anywhere. The kid's homeless, you know. So what's she gonna do? Yeah. Um I mean to me the logical situation is just go home to Billy's home and just say, Hey, I messed up. But when you're seventeen and have a lot of pride. Yeah. Your brother's and your Tim Riggins and your brother's <laughs> dating your ex 35 year old girlfriend, mom, girlfriend. child. Yeah. Yep. That's not maybe an easy thing to, not an easy move to make. So. Yep. Yep. As usual, a lot of uh, understanding and sympathy for Tim Riggins. Yes. Tough. Tough. Love. <laughs> uh, anyone else that we need to talk about here? Maybe a little bit of Smash. Yeah. Who right. goes state. to McNair's state is living it up, having the best high school uh, student at a college tour right. yeah. experience ever. All your wildest dreams come true situation. Uh, humbled pretty quick. Down to, I mean, I even think if you're a 17 year old guy, and you come back to any high school and you say, Hey, listen, 
I, I partied like this so hard that I woke up under a bridge and I had to have QB one come pick me up, <laughs> uh, you know, however far away I was. Yeah. Right. You know, I think even, I think if you're smash, if you're Anthony Hookman, <laughs> you're counting that as a, Hey, yeah. we can laugh about this. Yeah. You know, even a few days later, maybe at the time you're going, geez, what have I got myself into? But maybe a few weeks later you're going, God, that's hilarious. What you know, <laughs> uh yeah that that's a that's a war story you're excited to tell exactly that's if that's anthony hookman i'm getting a call at a at about 11 30 <laughs> on a saturday morning uh it's anthony well, he's got a to story fair, to tell if that's 23 year old anthony hookman then you're correct if that's 32 year old anthony hookman yeah, no, 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 maybe no. not so much <laughs> no yeah i'm talking but about no for sure 23 24 25 year old anthony hookman you're getting that call no question about it. <laughs> For sure. Uh, I still have chuckles about some of the shenanigans that we have myself into. <laughs> uh, yeah. So smash, um, humbled, but overall, uh, had the college experience that he was hoping for, but I'm not sure that it necessarily lived up to what he how do you explain? I don't know. How do you say that? Because I'll, I'll say, I'll say, I'll let me put it this way. Did he have a good time? Yes. Yeah, he did. Does he go to McNair's Nick Nair state after this? Definitely not. No, he does not. <laughs> I think that's, there's no way, better way to put it than that. Yeah. Yeah. Cottrell. In fact, yeah, we didn't mention it, but Cottrell tells him to let the coach know that yeah. he's had a change of heart and he's, He's found somewhere else. So yeah. not an option for the smash McNair state. Anybody else worth thinking about here? I think that covers all the, the necessary bases. All right, let's take a little break. We'll, we'll dole out some awards here to wrap up our episode. All right, Coach Taylor, inspiring. We always start with that. How do we feel about Coach this week? You know, I think Coach hits a pretty low point. He's jealous of Glenn. <laughs> right. Not his proudest moment. We get uh, we get a loss coming into the episode, thirty-seven to zero, which is that's, a pretty commanding that's really loss. That's real bad. Uh, he gives he gives a speech, but it's pretty much, I hate all of you. <laughs> I'm upset with all of you. You messed up. Yeah. Um, it's not a great episode for Coach. I'm going to put him at like a two. I think that's fair. I do think we need to give him a little credit for like being real and honest and authentic at the end. Yeah. With he comes back for sure. Um, but yeah, not much. So I think it. I think a two is spot on for Coach. Uh, man, Julie Taylor. <sighs> Uh, she's got to be in the positives for sure this week, only for blowing up on Tammy about Noah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Like we said, and even Angie's on the Julie hate a meter train. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. We've turned the her corner. own volition. So we've turned the corner on that. Julie is just feeding right into this guy's hands, which I guess we don't really want to put that all on julie this is definitely on the creepy oh like, for sure seven year old dude yeah. um but 
yeah, not good and not good for blowing up at her mom who is trying to keep her from uh, whatever Noah has in mind. So, yeah, what do you think? Like maybe uh, three, four, somewhere in there? I'm going to say four. Four? Okay. Yeah. I think that's a good score. Not as bad as it gets, but for sure something to be said about it. Yep. Yep. Big rig beer tally. Nothing going this week, right? No, they went hunting. They had beers. I had three. Oh, geez. Yeah, I didn't write it down, but that's a good. Yep. I apologize. Three beers. Yeah, I've, got, the- I've got I've got three and um, I didn't write any extra, down, extra notes about it because I think there might have been some liquor involved and I think I was maybe thinking some way, but I, I counted three beers. So. Okay. Yep. I'm going to. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna trust you on that. I dropped the ball in the big rig beer tally this week. So three for rigs this episode. Man, what do we have for Buddy? I do we have any Buddy? I don't think Buddy was in this episode. I think we might not have a Buddy Garrity sleazeball moment moment this week because nothing involving Santiago, nothing involving anything. I don't have the word Buddy written down this entire episode. No. Uh, do we want to give an honorary sleazeball move of the week to anybody else? Anybody else being sleazy? I mean, Matt is trying to juggle a couple ladies. Yeah. So I think we maybe give it to Matt. Maybe Glenn, maybe Matt. Oh, let's give it to Glenn. He's let's give it to Glenn. Yeah. Maxing, relaxing on Tammy's couch. So this week's. Buddy Garrity's Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week goes to Glenn eating a burger in Tammy's office <laughs> and trying to clean off her dress as coach comes in. Yeah, come on, bro. Notable music cues. We shazammed that one. I made a resolution by Seawolf. That was a nice yes. little tune. Yeah, that was that was a good song. All right, our quote of the episode. What did you? What would you like to submit? I did not have anything written down, but I think you had a few, so I'm going to leave this to you. Okay. Yes, I do have a couple. I submitted two to IMDb. If you look on IMDb, one of those is the one that's there. I'm on my way there right now. That's Tim Riggins apologizing to the team. Is one of the the one that I submitted that was accepted. That's real. So that's a nomination, but I think we got to go with the whole Roadhouse Exchange. Oh yeah, for sure. Two yeah. words: Patrick Swayze. Yep. I think. Uh, yeah, I wish you would have included the fire crotch part of the apology. <laughs> yeah, because I did love true. that he was like. I don't remember what he even said, but I did write down <laughs> the first person he apologizes to is <laughs> fire crotch. Fire crotch. I believe that leads us to our overall episode rating. So what are we feeling about this one? Yeah, I think this is, uh, I mean, it's pretty average. It's fine. Right. I know it's episode There's like, no maybe a, uh, yeah, like a mid six. I think I'm fine with that. I, we, you know, we haven't gone super low. We haven't ever gone lower, lower than a six to my knowledge. Maybe we could go yeah. like a high five. Do you want to go a high five on this one? I think that's fair. I do. All right. And again, okay, just to give perspective, like five would be just a fine episode of TV, right? Yeah. 
We're talking Friday Night Lights. So, yes, it exists in mostly the seven to nine zone with the occasional mud bowl, right? But right. So, five, we're not trying to say it's bad. No. It's just. We're not raking on a, we're raking on like an average TV. Right. Like, this is a. Listen, I've wasted an hour of television on a lot worse than this. <laughs> For right? sure. For sure. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna give this one a five. We're gonna wrap things up here uh for the week. MVP of the episode. We haven't we've been very inconsistent. You gotta add that to your sheet. All right, I got mine. I think I've got a little bit of a unconventional nomination here. I kind of have an unconventional nomination too. Okay. All right. My nomination is Smash Williams. Ooh, not my unconventional nomination. Tell me, make your case for Smash. Smash has a great weekend at college. McNair State. Having a good time. Has a a lot of laughs. Him waking up on, or waiting for Matt to come (laughs) under the bridge, under the overpass. Yeah. Uh, It's a great moment. Him getting, uh, you know, having his uh, interactions with the the school bully. I can't remember his name. Cottrell. Cottrell. Uh, both in the weight room and in the bedroom. Yeah. Bedroom. Um, him peeking around the corner as Matt (laughs) makes the case for a open relationship with Lauren. Yeah. I think there's a lot of great smash moments in this episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not only smash as a character, but smash as like an entertainment for us Mm, as the mm. viewer. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to go, I'm going to nominate, I'm going to go with Matt Saracen on this one. Matt finds himself in a difficult situation with a couple of ladies that he has interest in both and definitely could, you know, enjoy the company of either. Um, But he goes with his heart in this situation and yeah, he bumbles around. A little bit. He makes some mistakes, uh, but he knows what he wants and he is not going to try and play both sides of this situation. Uh, And then, not only in the midst of his own lady problems, he finds the time to drive down to McNair State and bring Smash some clothes, pick him up, bring him back home. Like that takes a true friend for sure. That's a fair point. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with my nomination for MVP of the episode is going to be Matt Saracen. I'm saying Smash Williams is the the MVP of the week. You're saying Matt Saracen is the MVP of the week. I am. So I think the difference here is uh, Smash Williams, the nomination is for entertainment value and comedic situations. Like, it's it's just fun to watch smash run through the dorm and whatnot in his boxers and uh, all that and be reminded of our own shenanigans back in the day. (laughs) I think where Matt is coming from my nomination for Matt, where that's coming from is more of a, yeah, like I don't want to say character because he's definitely has two juggling two girls, but yeah, like being a good friend, all that trying to do the right thing with the ladies. 
so we're kind of coming from different angles here. All right. Well, let me say this in defense of me. So if you go back and listen to the episode, I nominated smash before Josh nominated Matt. And so I think you need to take into account that I said all these great things and um, I was ahead considerably. (laughs) And then all of a sudden Josh magically comes out with, with Matt. I think we need to stop the count. (laughs) because <laughs> i said mine first what josh said is illegal it was an illegal vote stop the count call smash williams as the mvp of the episode <laughs> i'm gonna take this all the way to the supreme court <laughs> These jokes will be irrelevant by the time the episode airs. <laughs> this whole structure was your idea. This whole, <laughs> you set this up in this way. Uh, and now, yeah, you, you are railing against it. So. No, I, 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 uh, jokes aside, I do think Matt's a good nomination. Um, I'm willing to concede and I'll, I'll give it to Matt. <laughs> All right, I think that's fair. There's no clear, there's no clear MVP of this episode. So, um, no. yeah, well, I think what we you. do going forward is we each nominate one. We come to a conclusion. We we put up our arguments, and and I think you did put up a better argument um, for Matt Saracen. Yeah. So I will concede to you. Sometimes we'll probably both nominate the same person. Yep, and uh, we'll come to an agreement. But I think I think there's something. I think there's something to this. Okay. So, yep. I like it. I like it. A little bit different. All right. That is it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us again on uh, another episode of Reliving the Lights, Friday Night Lights Rewatch podcast. Those of you listening to this are in the uh, well-known by now Second Civil War, so stay safe out there. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Shout out to our listeners in the West Indies. Yeah. Hope uh yeah, hope you guys aren't getting sucked into this, but <laughs> I don't know, might be unavoidable at this point. So Puerto Rico for statehood 2021, let's do this. Everybody <laughs> wants it except for people that would lose electoral votes. So <laughs> let's leave it at that. No taxation without representation. It's in the constitution, I'm pretty sure. That seems seems pretty fair. That seems like a good concept. Follow us on Twitter. If you're into Facebook, Reliving Lights. I don't know. We might both be done with Facebook at that point. I know we're halfway there and I'm about to complete it. So, yeah, if you're into Facebook, maybe don't. Maybe just delete your account. You may see that there's a Reliving the Lights page, but neither of the moderators are still there. Don't take it over. Don't. um, Don't claim it. (laughs) Yeah, we can't. We can't have that. Who knows what you could do with that? Um, Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's it. We will catch you next week for another episode. Thanks for listening as always. God bless. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God. <laughs>